0: Love, talk radio
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. We're talking uh IU spring game today. We are going to be joined by TJ and Minhill uh be joining us in a few minutes. Uh we'll be talking the format of the game, some of the uh events going uh on around uh, around the stadium uh before and after the game. Uh there is some Injury news, Uh, we need to update you on if you hadn't
0: heard already.
1: Um, So, TJ, uh, how are you today?
0: I'm doing well, Sammy. Uh, Nice weather outside. It appears that the uh, same can be said for tomorrow evening. It looks like um, it'll be a lot better than it was going to be last week. Uh, I think that we're anticipating, you know, probably by the time the sun sets, somewhere in the High 50s, low 60s in Bloomington, so um, weather certainly cannot be an excuse for not uh, not having a good crowd.
1: Yeah, and, you know, people are, are complaining that it was a night game. Uh, and to, to be honest with you, weather in April, I've been to spring games where they've started at noon and it's been sideways raining and, and 35 degrees. So, uh, you know, it, it's... It's weather in Indiana, if you don't like it, wait fifteen minutes, hopefully they'll change uh but you know there are a lot of events going around um at the spring game uh they have uh, obviously uh coach Wilson has mentioned the uh concert after the game uh i u put out a uh a list of things uh that are going on tomorrow uh they they are having a a, a free youth football clinic um a free youth football clinic that starts at 5 p.m. It's for uh, kids age 5 to 12. It's on the practice fields. There's going to be fireworks afterwards um, when they run through the tunnel. Uh, there's, you know, you get a free hot dogs and soft drinks. They're the first 1,000 fans in the stadium. Uh, stadium gates open at 530. It'll only be on the east side. Um, and then they'll have the uh, cream and crimson game uh starting around 6:30 um, seven o'clock uh, Wilson said that they'll get onto the field around 545 they'll do some stretching they'll do a you know some individual practices and you know starting a you know a little a little later they'll have about an hour uh, 70 plays uh, of live scrimmage ones on ones twos on twos uh, things like that so you know, it's going to be a a different type of spring game. They're only playing on 80 yards due to the, the concert and the stage on the South side of the stadium. Uh, but it'll be good to see, uh, the ones go against the ones in in live practice. So if you're, if you watch the Illinois Northwestern game a a few years ago at Wrigley, where they're only going in one direction, uh, it's going to be like that. So, uh, TJ, uh, some injury news. Uh, Wilson said that Camion Patrick was having a knee surgery. There's no timetable for his return. They don't know uh, or wouldn't disclose the extent of the injury. Um, also, mm-hmm. Wilson um, said that Dan Feeney uh, would be out of the spring game. He's having a, a little procedure on his ankle to clean up a bone spur uh, from a previous injury. It's nothing serious. He he will be back in a couple weeks. Um if it was serious, you probably wouldn't see him uh, at all this spring. Uh, Jacob Bailey, uh, another older guy, is just going to be held out just to you know, keep his so-called pitch count down um, and, and save his body a little bit. Uh, we probably won't see Jason Harris and some of these guys who haven't been cleared for full contact yet. You'll see them maybe in individual drills, uh, non-contact, t- non-contact drills, but I don't see see them playing in the live scrimmage. So uh, they'll have, you know, they didn't want to go a full game. They don't have the depth that they 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 will have in the fall. Uh, they want to keep guys healthy. Uh, but other than that, it will be a full go. Uh, they'll have live kicking and punting situations, which will let us know how how Griffin Oaks is doing, uh, how the punt team um, and and uh, and return teams are doing. So I, I'm very excited to see one last time before spring practice ends where this team is at. Um, TJ, what is what is the first thing you're looking for uh, when watching the spring game?
0: Yeah, one entry that um, also was mentioned, Austin Doris, uh, tight end, that is coming off of his redshirt season, um, has a – Broken arm to some extent. It does not sound like it's going to be a long-term injury. It's maybe just a little uh, crack or something. But he does have a cast on his arm that he should be getting out of uh, in May and then be able to return to football activities. But he'll be out for the spring game as well, which you know is noteworthy because uh, you know tight end is, is pretty thin um, at, at this point without Doris until. Uh, the recruits get on campus. A couple of tight end recruits, Ian Thomas, the most notable of those that uh, will be expected to contribute. So tight end looking a little thin for the spring game. Um, But I I think as I look towards what we're looking at, and it's important for people to remember, number one, these injuries, and number two, there's going to be some situational things that the coaches are wanting to look at. So because you see a position group on the field doesn't necessarily mean, um, oh, yeah, that guy's a starter or, oh, he's definitely a backup if he's playing with the twos for a series. Or, you know, we, we, we are going to do our best to not jump to conclusions. Uh, but like you said, this will be a, kind of our last data point heading out of spring practice before uh, kind of the long stretch of offseason throughout the summer before uh, fall camp and we really ramp up what this team looks like. So the obvious thing that everybody's going to be watching is going to be to play the quarterbacks uh, in a faux live game scenario. Uh, Richard Vigo, Austin King, Danny Cameron are all going to see some snaps. Um, I don't know if anyone beyond those three is going to get any looks. I don't know if Donovan Hale uh, gets any looks, but uh, it is going to be interesting to see Number one, just what do they look like back there? Uh, How comfortable do they look in the pocket? You know, it's not going to be a live rush, probably. Um, They won't be getting hit, but how do they look? How quickly do they make their reads? How do they throw the ball? Um, Kind of what's the timing like with their wide receivers? And along those lines, I'm interested to see kind of that second group of wide receivers. You know, we know what we have with Mitchell Page, Ricky Jones, and Simi Cobbs. We know what those guys have. Uh, Like you said, Jason Harris, likely not to play, and Isaac Griffith not going to play. So guys like Luke Timmy and Nick Westbrook, um, especially Westbrook, he's a guy that I think is a potential breakout candidate for sure. So, you know, how do they look uh, in their kind of second spring game on, or it'll be uh, Westbrook's first, but how do they look in kind of their second season in the program? Um, so the passing game is going to be the obvious thing that jumps out right away for me. And then the, the second thing along those lines is going to be the running game. KVM Patrick not available. We don't know what his availability is going forward, but we know about Divine Redding, and we saw glimpses of Mike Majet I'm interested to see what Majette looks like. I'm interested to see what Devontae Williams looks like, especially. That's probably the big one. What does he look like with the ball in his hands? Because we've heard really good things, the highlights from the scrimmage that they had. Um, You know, he definitely jumped off the tape. And uh, he looked really good in high school whenever he had the ball in his hands. So can Devontae Williams be a guy that is kind of a change of pace back that we – can expect things out of in the fall it's going to be our first indication of that coming up at the spring game
1: yeah and, and you're right on on point with you know looking at quarterbacks is probably going to draw the eye of of all the fans and then there are some secondary position battles uh, that you want to see especially on on offense and, and a lot of defense you know the, the one thing I'm going to look at you you mentioned it might not be a live rush but they're I, I believe that that Allen and, and Hagan would want to see as much of a live rush as possible without, you know, jeopardizing a, a quarterback's health, uh, because they don't really know what they have there. They have a bunch of guys who, you know, they've only worked with for for a month or so now. Uh, they want to mm-hmm. see how they could do in game situations, uh, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how how they look. Does Ralph Green you know, look like he did a couple years ago. Does Nate Hoff, you know, play better than he has? And the reviews coming out of spring on Nate Hoff are, are terrific, um, that he's back to playing where he was a couple years ago um, and, and that he's developed as a leader uh, on that defensive line. Uh, some some new guys, we want to see how Jacob Robinson looks in his first spring practices uh, or first uh, spring game. We played a little bit last year, but how is he – developed uh after a full offseason uh we want to see Jameers Bowen who you know really has not that much experience on defense how, how has he developed a little bit uh and and again how those guys at that um at that bull position look so as, as much as they don't want to get the quarterback hurt, uh, hurt I, I think they go live until you know, until you get to the quarterback, that way you have mm-hmm. have some realistic looks along the line. Um, and again, on the offensive line now, with without Feeney and and probably without Jake Bailey and maybe some of the older guys, how do these young guys look? They're, we've heard they're very talented. Um, they're the future of this offense uh, and, and and where they'll go. Now, how do they work together? Um, and this, these are things that that build quality depth. Where you know, knock on wood, nobody go, gets injured this year. That's that starting along the line, but these are reps where where they get to play with somebody who who might be starting um, and, and develop a you know some chemistry with them. So it, it'll be interesting how these young offensive linemen do uh, against the defensive line, how they work work together, uh, where they'll move along the line. I, I assume that they're going to try different guys at different spots. Just because you can. It's the spring game, um, and I I, I want to see how these corners have doing. Been doing. Um, we, we we the the practices that I've seen it. The defense looks so much better. Um, better in tackling. They look better in energy. They look better in confidence, uh, and I think that has a lot to do with with Coach Allen. He's preaching takeaways. Uh, he's preaching energy, and he's pre any and. and they're doing tackling every day, something with tackling every day. And I, and Wilson said that last Saturday's scrimmage was as best as he's seen this defense play since he's been here. Now the bar's not set very high, but let's see this defense. I want to see this defense come out with some sort of swagger. I don't want them to injure anybody because they're your own guys, but come out with some swagger, you know, rip the ball out, maybe start a, you know, get, get in somebody's face. Um, show that you're not afraid uh, to, to go up against one of the better offenses in the Big Ten and, and show what you're made of. So that, that's uh, – on defense, I, I just – I want to see the attitude, and I want to see them tackle well. You know, if, if they get beat on a couple plays, th- that's going to happen. But, you know, I want to see the attitude, how they bounce back from giving up big plays and, and
0: really how, how they've developed fundamentally. Yeah, I think that that's uh, you mentioned the confidence part of it for the defense, and I I really do think that that's more than just you know coach speak mumbo jumbo type talk. I, I I think the confidence and mindset uh, in any sport is a really big deal, and I I don't believe that Indiana's defense recently has had much confidence and being able to uh, get decent offenses off the field. It's understandable because, you know, they really hadn't accomplished it. So how do you have confidence when you haven't really, you know, experienced success? And I, I totally understand that. But it does seem like there's a different level of energy and a different level of confidence uh that is coming from defense, and I do believe, like you said, that this—that kind of starts with Tom Allen. He's a guy that has had that success in places that he's been and defenses that he's led. It hasn't happened at IU yet, but it has with him personally, um, and that hasn't always been the case with the defensive coordinators that have been uh, at Indiana. I just, I, I can't be any higher. Uh, than I am on the addition of, of Tom Allen and what it could mean uh, for the Indiana program here in the very near future. I do want to ask you one question. Uh, you mentioned the secondary. You were guessing right now, which I am asking you to do, uh, what do you think that starting five, remember guys, it's four two five now, so five players in that secondary, the fifth being the Husky position, uh, what do you think that those those five spots are going to be uh if they were lining up for a game right now so if the season opener were tomorrow as opposed to the spring game what do you think that those five guys starting would be and then you know who are kind of the primary backups for those spots so that we can kind of track how that uh, either doesn't change or, or does change so you know, we don't have any inside info as to what the iu coaches staff depth chart is in their head but based on what you've seen uh and just kind of your own projections what do you think that's going to look like
1: you about the five guys in the secondary
0: yeah five guys in the secondary plus maybe the the primary backup at safety primary backup at corner at husky top seven or eight guys that that you first see as we head into the spring game and so the people can kind of track those seven or eight guys plus uh, as we move forward after that in the fall.
1: Well, well, let's start at corner because that's where your most known commodity is in Richard Fant. He is going to be your number one corner. He came on last year to be that number one corner. Um, He's got the ball skills. He's a little undersized, but he's good enough. Uh, to still be your number one. Uh, at the other corner, I think you're going to see Tyler Green. Uh, he gives you uh, a little bit bigger of a body, a longer body. Um, he's played really well this spring. Uh, he's a guy that Coach Sel- Shelby has uh, has talked very highly about. Uh, he he gives you the length that Fant does not have. Um, you know, it, it, now you're a little bit more able to to match up receivers. If there's a bigger receiver that can't guard, you can put Tyler Green on him. Uh, at safety, you're going to have Jonathan Crawford uh, at, at one of the safety positions. Uh, at Coach Allen loves his nose for the ball. I uh, says he does need to be a little bit more vocal. Um, and you know he's just a very, very good football player. I think at the other safety, you're either going to see Jamie Thompson, uh, maybe uh Keonte, I think it's Keontae Walton, um, or, or I'm sorry, uh, Dawkins. Will Dawkins is going to be at the other safety probably. Uh, he's played very well this spring. He's bringing, um, you know, he's hitting the, hitting guys very hard. The one guy here who might be an X factor, but who hasn't really, who hasn't, who has been out all spring is Chase Dutra. Now I yeah. bring in some guys in, in the recruiting class. Brandon Drayton's one of them. Uh, where Dutra might get buried. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on uh, come summer camp. But, you know, they have a lot of depth there now. I think at that uh, Husky position, you're going to see Ben Bach, who coaches have said that position has been made for him. I think you see Jamie Thompson as well uh, there. I, and he might even play six defensive backs sometimes. It really depends on the matchup. But mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Thompson and Ben Bach there give you two guys who, uh, you know, lay the lumber a little bit, uh, who have decent ball skills. But, you know, we'll see where they, they go from there. Thompson could move to safety as well uh, and and things like that. But I, I think you have five, at least the top five guys out there are, are, are good. Uh, they just have to stay healthy. Now, Andre Brown, he's another guy who's not going to be – Playing in the contact in the spring game, he's coming off the shoulder injury. He's been in a blue jersey for, for most of the spring, uh, if not all of it. But he's a guy who, you know, he struggled at corner last year. We'll see what he could do, if he could find a, a role as a backup, if they move him to safety, which which I think they – if I was coaching, that's somewhere where I would try him out at his safety. I don't think he's fast enough to be a corner, to be left alone on an island. Um, most of the times, uh, but there, there are you know five or six guys that that can play there, and you'll see the different. You'll you'll see that difference this year, and I think this is where all that playing time that Tyler Green got last year uh, because of injuries and all that stuff. Um, you know, we'll see uh, that that start to pay off.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's. Uh it's definitely a position group that is fluid um there are so many options that i i don't think that there's a position group that is going to be battled quite as fiercely by as many guys as we'll see in the secondary um and then you're going to have to continue to earn that playing time once the season actually begins like it's not going to be a case where i don't think you're going to see you know any one group of five just kind of separate themselves. And you mentioned the possibility of playing six at any time. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are, you know, coaching changes in the Big Ten uh, East have led to new offensive coordinators. Uh, Penn State has a new offensive coordinator that is kind of setting up a West Coast spread. Um, and then Maryland's new offensive coordinator. Uh, at Arkansas State, he ran a uh, kind of a spread option attack. Um, and then Rutgers, offensive coordinator, ran a uh, spread offense at his previous stop. So I think you could see even more spread attacks in the Big Ten, where really the only traditional power offense left in the division is going to be uh, be Michigan and and Michigan State to some extent, even, I mean, they're kind of spread as well. But uh, so you could see six defensive backs lined up there. And IU does have the number of guys to do it. Like you said, it's just going to be a matter of finding that kind of group of, I would say probably eight or nine guys that you feel really comfortable with uh, to – be able to put them in different situations and have them uh, be confident in what they're doing. Um, the more you're thinking Good. on defense, the less And, and it's going to go the other way, you way too, TJ. Play. Yeah,
1: and it's going to go the other way, too, when you play teams like Michigan and Michigan State, where you're going to need that bigger body, you know, yeah. basically a linebacker instead of that, that Husky position, where you know, a guy who's who I, I think is, is is, is kind of getting pushed out a little bit. Is T.J. Simmons? He he was solid again. He had a a great game against Michigan State mm-hmm. last year. Here's the guy. He he could tackle. He could take on bigger running backs and, and blockers. Who, when you're playing teams like a Michigan State, like a Michigan, maybe maybe a Penn a, a Penn State. Um, yeah. You know, he's a guy who could come in. That maybe you play three linebackers. And go back to to just four um, four defensive backs. So I think they're going to be very multiple. It's going to be a different, more aggressive defense uh, than you saw last year, um, and and I'm I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, I I do think uh, multiple is a good word for it. You know, they're not going to be married to constantly only having two linebackers on the field. That I mean, you just can't do that. Um, Especially I, yeah, especially Simmons, since that's Ayu's strength on defense. Is that linebacker? It would seem so. Yeah. Yeah. It would seem so. And, and Simmons to the guy that you know, he's he's not big enough to be transitioned to that bull position. Uh so I, I definitely think he'll be a part even if they were only playing two linebackers at a time, he'd be a part of that rotation anyway. Uh, with scales and, and Oliver. I think he's behind those two guys but he'll he'll definitely be getting adequate playing time then um, he'll be a critical part of things but I uh, talking about guys that you're interested in seeing and you mentioned the offensive line um, you're right you certainly hope that nobody gets injured on that offensive line during the season but you know it's a that's a tough position you need to have a good group of depth uh, and I think that Indiana, I would say that this and probably that secondary, Indiana has really recruited both of those positions. uh, I guess you could add linebacker to that. Both of those positions on paper very well. We don't know for sure what those young guys on the offensive line are going to end up looking like when they're actually put in positions where they have to to be asked to to contribute, but on paper and – based on what the coaches have told us you know during interviews, uh, they it's not just, you know, paper tiger hype. They are they're legitimately good prospects that can be relied upon in the future, but I think it's gonna be very interesting to see, as you said, kind of not necessarily an entire group of second linemen, but kind of okay, what's it look like when it's three regular starters plus you know, two guys that are from that second unit. So guys that we're seeing for the first time like Hunter Littlejohn or Simon uh, Stepaniak, um, you know, guys that we haven't seen in prominent roles like DeAndre Love or Tim Gardner. Uh, yeah, I, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see and, you know, uh, none of us are offensive line experts like Greg Fry, but I, I think that you can tell sort of how a guy moves his feet, how he moves his hips, how he positions his hands. You can, you can tell uh, whether or not he's quick enough, mobile enough, big enough to be a a lineman that's capable of playing on this Indian offensive line, which again should be one of, if not the best offensive lines in the big 10. And I, you know, the guys that you see in that second and even third team, those are the guys tasked with keeping that standard if they're asked to come into the game this season and then once they are asked to take over, uh you know, when when the current players move on, but and Brandon Knight is one of those guys that is going to be asked with keeping up with the standard that Jason Spring set now it's it's Knight's job as, as the left tackle, and he's going to be interesting to watch. I I think that uh, both of us have confidence that he can do that job, and um, you know we continue to hear good things about his performance. And I I think it's very clear he's athletic enough, he's big enough. It's just a matter of being consistent because that left tackle position you're going against you know elite defensive linemen pretty much every Saturday or Thursday, I guess, in the season openers case, but. Uh so you've got a it's a mindset thing for him, I think, is gonna be keeping that constant focus. And, you know, this Thursday's or this Friday's spring game is gonna be uh a good test for the for the linemen that we haven't really seen before to kind of step in there and, and show what they can do to the coaches and show that they're they're worthy of being pretty high up there on that depth chart. I think the starting lineup for the for the offensive line is, is pretty well set. Um, stone barring any injury before the season, but I think that the that second group is still very much fighting for position on the depth chart. But yeah, and that's where this spring game
1: is going to come in handy—is showing yeah. these guys getting live reps and where their uh, you know development is. And that it, that's one of the good things that why Dan Feeney not playing and why Jacob Bailey is probably not playing. That it gives these young guys reps that they need, um, and yep. it's reps that they wouldn't get in, um, in, in the regular season, um, and and that's another reason why these bowl practices are so important too. Um, so, T.J., so to wrap it up, I, I just your general feeling around the program. Uh, it, it, what is it?
0: I, I think it's I think it's positive. I think that there is cautious optimism about. Uh, defensive improvement. I I don't think that anybody is going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be a great defense in 2016. Um, But I do think that, at least with myself, there's very cautious optimism that there's going to be steps forward on that side of the ball, and I'm looking forward to kind of having that feeling reinforced on Friday um, just by the general look of the defense. And then offensively, uh, I, I think that there are some questions on offense Number one, at the quarterback, um, I have no doubt that I use quarterback play will be good. The question is, will it be really good? If it can be really good, then I feel like this offense can be pretty close to the level we saw in twenty fifteen. If not, maybe take a step forward if the quarterback play is exceptional. Um, and then I, I, I think that the, the skill position groups are as good as they've been. Uh, at Indiana in a long time just in terms of top-to-bottom depth in the skill position. So I think the feeling right now uh, for me is cautious optimism that uh, last season's trip to a bowl game is be uh, another seven-year wait until the next one.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, speaking on the quarterbacks, I, I really – to, to go into the next season, really think lego uh, or yeah, Lego is gonna be the number one guy. He's shown tremendous arm yeah. strength. Um, he's just gotta get more reps and 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 you know get the playbook under his belt a little bit more. Danny Cameron looks very, very serviceable. He's made some great throws in practice. We'll see what he looks like. and the way Austin King has bounced back from being ruled out a couple of weeks. It's got to be an encouraging sign for the staff that, hey, we have a guy here who's up for the challenge um, and who's ready for anything. So uh, lots of storylines to to go um, into the spring game with. It should be uh, exciting. Uh, The weather's going to be good. It might be a little chilly after the sun goes down, so bring a sweatshirt. But lots of stuff going on. Uh, It's after the women's race. you know, make your way over after the women's race from, uh, Armstrong stadium. Uh, you know, I know there's a baseball game going on as well. So lots of things going on around the IU athletic complex tomorrow. Uh, I'll be down there. I think Nick will be joining me. Uh, we'll have a photographer down there for pictures as well. So, you know, if you see me, stop by and say hi. Uh, always appreciate that. TJ, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, Seasons, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're 140 something days away from kickoff. I think about 110 days away from potentially camp starting open, uh, and so we're we're getting ready. Absolutely, we'll be here before we know it. Have a good week, everybody. All right. Uh, well, thanks for joining us on the spring game preview. Uh, hopefully, uh, you guys make it down for the spring game. Um, check it out. I, I there's it's gonna be exciting. It, there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of intriguing battles that, that, that people need to watch uh, with their own eyes. Um, also I, I believe that if you go to the spring game you get into the concert for free. so uh, remember that um, I think the concert uh, if you have a ticket it's, it's around $50 dollars. So um, come enjoy the weather, enjoy football and we'll talk to you afterwards.